Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talent Managers podcast. What episode are we on now? Is it six? I lost count, I think it is six, yeah. Wow. I know, I was literally thinking the weeks are flying by, like it's actually really quite scary because how long has it been now since we were in London, like coming up for three weeks on Wednesday? Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, and I just feel like time is literally I feel flying. like it was last week. Yeah, same. Like, it feels like it was yesterday. And it feels too long since I've been away from here. Well, and it's only been three weeks, two weeks. Someone once told me a very, very scary thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember, like, the exact specifics, but it was along the lines of the first, like, 25 years of your life, mm-hmm. or 21 years of your life, are the slowest. Right. Because that's where you have the most development and, like, okay. change and growth and age and mm-hmm. things like that. So it goes by really slowly. And then once you get to like 21 to 25, whatever it is, the specific age, mm-hmm. your life flashes by in a blink of an eye. Because you, it's, yeah. this, it's the same. Yeah, I, I feel like I have really felt that. Like, it's terrifying. I don't like it. I feel like from when I was 17 to now, it has literally flown by though. It is freaking me out. And Halloween is this Oh, weekend. I don't even want to think about it. Have you got an outfit? So... We have an event on Thursday. We've got two events. We've got two events on Thursday and then another but, event on the Friday. Yeah, and then Sunday I'm going out for Halloween. Is your When are your Halloween actual, like, your plans? Monday? I don't... This is the thing. The only plans I have are the events. So in terms of outfits, for the Thursday night, the theme for one of our events is... Is it gothic glamour? Yeah. So do you have anything in mind for that? No, I just think black. Anything yeah. black with some grungy makeup yeah. and I'll be fine. Because I have a, a lace jumpsuit for that. So, not too sure about the Halloween outfits because I actually have nothing. I wanted Halloween to do outfit. like actual costumes. Yes, yeah, so But I haven't planned anything and it's way too late now. Cause, yeah, because I, I was looking at ordering things. Yeah, I'd I have to like, like make it work with what I've got. Yeah. I don't think I could order anything. I, the thing is, I had ideas, so I wanted to be Cher, because Kim Kardashian did a Cher. Of course. Do you believe in love like love? No, what you get scouted for your... Uh... Oh, my beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> a record deal. Yeah. But, yeah, I wanted to do, like, because Kim K did, like, a Cher outfit. It was yellow. Yeah, the Cher and Sunny Yeah, outfit. her and Food God. Do you not like it? I don't like Food God. I think he's pretentious and he is what people think influencers are. Yeah, I've not seen much of him in the last few years, you know? No, neither have I because it's like, there's. have you not seen the whole thing of the Kardashians don't actually like him? Really? I thought he was like Jonathan. Yeah, but it's like, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I've not seen anything about this. Oh, I'll have to send you down the rabbit hole of that. I love to know the ins and outs. You know what? He's leaked stuff to the press and Oh I I you know what I have seen this. Yeah, so Yeah, that's not good. Is he actually a good friend to them? Probably not, no. It's a bit of a dickhead. But yeah, so today I guess I guess we've sort of just been talking about assumptions. Yeah, about these people making assumptions. Yeah, we've just been sat making assumptions. Sorry, food god Jonathan. I am not (laughs) no, I would like to say I I am not sorry. I didn't. My I, assumptions are based on published facts. I have heard that that he um, has leaked things to the press. I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah, with people. But like, 
when you're sitting here chatting shit, making up assumptions or it's discussing true. our own assumptions about these exactly. people, which is essentially what this whole episode is it's about. Yeah. yeah. So, what is the the dictionary definition for an assumption? Let me Google it right now. Yeah, because I feel like it's just one of those things like you know what it is, but what is it actually? It's something. It's something that you just assume about someone. How do you put that into words? So the Oxford Dictionary definition of an assumption is a thing that is accepted as true or is certain to happen without proof. So it's something that right. you believe even though you don't have proof. Like I assume that Food God is a right wanker. Do I have any proof? Have I interacted with him? No, but that is my assumption of him. I have noticed they haven't been with him as much. <laughs> just from all the Kardashians I've watched. Sorry guys, this episode is not about assumptions. This is just a deep dive into Food God's relationship with the Kardashians. <laughs> Case study. Yeah. So let me see. Yeah. So we asked you on Instagram some assumptions that you first of all have about influencers, about the industry, and also about mean any yeah because i feel like the influencer industry it's very easy to make assumptions and from what we've seen on media like most people have an assumption about what the industry is like or what certain influencers are like and i mean we spoke about it in the events episode Mm -hmm. of um some experiences we had with influencers Mm -hmm. but when i posted some tiktoks i started posting like i said i would in the podcast i said i was gonna make some TikToks about my influencer encounters, and I did, and the amount of assumptions that people were just posting in the comments. Yeah. I was like, oh God, like, there are so many mixed opinions, and people were just assuming <laughs> things as, like, people thought I was talking about Molly Mae. I know. Which I was I like, not was talking so about strange. Molly Because I was like, I have never assumed her to be like that, but everyone has their own assumptions and their own yeah. bias. You know, like, adding on to that TikTok that you made, I was speaking to someone who said that it's apparently known, like another person that said that it's known. In the industry, that that specific person was like that. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to the events episode and listen to the little influencer encounter we had at our most recent event and you'll understand what we're talking about. That's our most listened podcast. That's my one of my most viewed TikToks. That's probably why it's (laughs) the most listened podcast. But people love... (laughs) discussing their assumptions about people in the industry and I feel like it's people like that that have sort of tainted the reputation or like immediately give people a negative assumption Mm -hmm. so it's I'm interested to see what the people sent you because people sent Eva Mm -hmm. the questions on the box so this time around usually I'm the one that's firing off lists to Eva Eva's going to be firing off things so the first assumption is that influencers are rich I think it depends, because here's the thing. Do you know anything about the Ace family? Um, Do you know who they are? Yes. The, so it's the, like Austin McBroom and Catherine, and they're American, they live in LA, they're a family channel, Right. and their family is just an absolute joke. Like, they use the kids, basically, to have fame and success, Yeah. but they did the TikTokers versus YouTubers fight, yeah, right. And nobody got paid from that. That was the McBrooms. Like, Austin's been known to scam people out of, like, hundreds and thousands of dollars. They lived in their house illegally. It wasn't fit for living in. It was, like, a business... Like, it had a permit to be a business location, but it had no plumbing. So How did they go to the toilet? 
like I think it had like running water but not right. any hot water. Oh. So she had to give her children it was a multi million dollar house I but they had built on the land without permission and didn't have any of the right permits and stuff. Right. Um, and they had to like so many people took them to court. Like Keemstar took them to court. Right. Um, because he never got paid. Bryce. Bryce Hall. Right. He took them to court because he didn't get I've paid. He was supposed to make millions. Yeah. They said they were gonna make like the next Coachella and it was just like a random fair. And That's people were quite like a statement to me. <laughs> yeah. Like they do all these business ventures that just steal people's money and stuff. But right. their whole content and posts and stuff is like look at this new Ferrari that I got and, like, here's my multi-million dollar pound house tour. Like, it's all about the wealth that they have, but they've all just been exposed on YouTube. Go watch Spill Sesh. Go watch her videos because she does, like, deep dives into them. But their whole, like, internet and YouTube presence is look how much money we have. And in reality now, they're being exposed. Their house got foreclosed because they hadn't been paying their mortgage or anything for, like, over six months. They were taken to court by multiple different people over, like, multi-million dollar lawsuits. Like, they pretty much had no money. And they're still denying that. They're still denying that and saying that they're millionaires. But, like, that's the whole perception of if you've got over 10 million subscribers and hundreds and thousands of followers you're going to be rich they're living a rich lifestyle but i don't think they're actually rich you know what's so interesting see how you're saying about how they portray online yeah to have like a lot of money or to be doing all these exciting things Mm -hmm. i think that's such a common thing yeah where people paint this perception of like their business or their life and it's not that way at all Mm -hmm. this is totally off track to the whole influencers being rich thing right yeah but like it is actually scary how from the outside some things can look so a certain way and people really buy into it oh yeah but i i think that's why a lot of people have the general assumption that that influencers influencers are are rich rich. yeah because so many of them have built their platforms like pretending that they are but bottom like i would say if someone straight up said yes or no question are influencers in general rich my immediate response is yes Yes. because think about the average what is the average uk salary i've not looked this up in a while if they're thirty-eight thousand, that's quite a lot if we're speaking say like an average monthly wage if it's what thirty-eight thousand, how much are you getting after tax round about two thousand four hundred pounds okay that's an average that i've just actually made in my head Sorry, I feel like I'm going to make myself sound like an absolute idiot. What is... Wait a minute. Another episode where Eva's doing maths. Right, by 12. 3,000, right. So, yeah, say you're getting... Yeah, you're maybe getting 2,500, 2,600 pounds after tax. Okay. And say that's the average salary. Yeah. Right? This is me absolutely talking rubbish in my head, but it has some sense to it. Think about, like, if we're talking me and you, think about all the influencers that we know, even ones that have over a hundred thousand yeah they are making how many times that like at least five times that a month yeah because i know influencers that make that in a month for that to be like the average yearly salary they would make yeah in a day yeah like not even like it's they are wealthy people yeah for sure bottom line uh traditionally you go to uni, you work, like, get a degree, you go and you work your way up the ladder to make a good mm-hmm. salary or to get rich. Yeah. Right? But for YouTube, 
if you're a full-time YouTuber, you have to be making enough money to support yourself that way. And if you haven't gone to uni, there's no, like, ladders yeah, to climb yeah, up. Yeah. You're just growing your own social platforms. You have to be making more than enough to support yourself and live. Yeah. And when you're self-employed as well, which we'll talk about, like, in the rates mm-hmm. episode that's going to be coming. Yeah. Spoiler. If you want to buy a house, if you want to get a car, if you want to, like, spend any of your money, you need to have, like, three-plus years of books already. Yeah. And if you're a relatively new influencer that's blown up and is making yeah. a lot of money there's other ways of doing stuff like putting down like massive deposits like yeah. i know youtubers that have put down six months to a year's worth of rent mm-hmm. in flats that are over two grand a month just out of pocket <laughs> yeah i know people that have made under the age of 18 had to pay over 30 grand in taxes i know people who bought houses and cars and stuff for their family mm-hmm. and i think that's insane like amazing that you yeah. can do that but it is crazy when you think about it in terms of that as perspective because how many people do did you go to school with that you know that have bought themselves a house that make over a hundred grand that have bought their parents a house got luxury brand new cars bought out in cash like none <laughs> like exactly it's it's that that kind of wealth is insane like you that, that you are rich yeah. But absolutely. I think it's so easy to lose and it's not mm. steady. Yeah. Because like you could make that in one year and, and then in the year. other not. Yeah. And it's like I know people who have 10,000 followers that make more money than someone with 100,000 followers. Yeah. And I know someone with 100,000 followers that makes more f- than someone with a million. And I know two yeah. people with a couple hundred thousand followers who have completely different rates and make completely different money. Yeah. It depends on your niche yeah. and your, absolutely the brands that you work with and your actual platform so yeah i feel like one month you could make a couple hundred the next month you could make five thousand yeah that's so true i agree with everything you're saying but i think if, if you look at it as a blanket statement yeah no i would absolutely just say yeah <laughs> but, but like yeah. this is not i don't think that i'm an influencer i'm not i'm yeah. not i'm not rich yeah anyone yeah. like i i don't think that if someone suddenly starts posting on instagram being like i want to be an influencer and I'm oh rich, no I'm you're not suddenly they're not rich like no. we're talking about people that like do this as a career yeah like if it's their full-time job yeah we're not sitting here going yeah we are rich oh no (laughs) (laughs) we are not (laughs) yeah like this is like proper full-time people with followers and platforms that do this for a living see even when you really like i can't remember who i was talking to about this see when you generally think people that have like a hundred thousand followers right yeah and think about how much like people we know with that and how much money they're making right yeah see when you think about people that have millions of followers think like see when you actually really like deep it how much money they must be making i am quite cynical Mm -hmm. in the fact that i know that there's a lot of reality tv Mm. influencers and things like that that have come out that have millions of followers but don't get any work they no i mean like like, i'm talking like if they have like a good engagement so for example like molly may yeah so (laughs) if if i'm talking someone like that like like obviously yeah they're literally if you're talking instagram ads alone well did you not see like the whole someone published there's always articles that get posted where it tells you exactly how much people charge for brands so it's like oh the kardashians (laughs) charge at x amount hundreds and thousands for a story Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh if you want to work with molly may it starts at like one million do you ever see like like articles like that and you open them and you go like you're so far off yeah because i remember when like love island was ending and they were they were it was like the daily mail or something was they put out an article about how much 
all the main islanders were going to make from an Instagram post. And they said something like, Chema Owen would make £4,000 from an Instagram post. And I was like, no. I was See, like, um, I'm talking... maybe times that by five. <laughs> I mean, some of the articles, like, people actually do reach out to mm. the like the agencies who represent these influencers mm-hmm. and you base the quotes based off that but the yeah. people who do the prediction ones of like the current love islanders like when they come out with like this is how much they're making they are so wrong so way off and the thing is it's i feel like to make a statement to just say like they'd make this much off an instagram post it's just not that straightforward no the industry is a lot more complex and brand mm-hmm. deals don't work that way no not especially not if you're like coming out of love island and you're doing full collections and edits yeah Okay. What's the next assumption? The next assumption is that they spend silly amounts of money on clothes. I think no, because they get everything gifted. Like, you don't have to pay for anything, which is ridiculous because, like, the more wealthy and famous almost that you get, the less you have to... Pay for. Yeah, like, you get stuff free just for being a famous person. Yeah. But I think what happens is, like, the types of things you purchase like your the value in it could go more ridiculous so like instead of buying just a normal scarf you would just get from asos or something you'd go out and spend like five grand on a designer scarf because you yeah, can yeah because yeah because you have the money so i it. think like the when you do spend your money you there are some influencers i know that will spend it a lot at once on yeah. like designer stuff which i'm like that's ridiculous that's like yeah half a year's rent you that know, you've just spent on a pair of yeah, shoes i know see the thing is as well i feel like a lot of people are working with rent rental clothing companies, rental designer yes. companies now. Like a that lot. is true, and I think that that is really great that they're doing that. But yeah, overall, I would. And mean, some people do spend silly amounts of clothes on clothes and bags. But I, I think like if we're just talking about the average fashion influencer, influencer no, because no, they yeah. can get it for free. Yeah. And in fact, brands actually pay them yeah. to wear the clothes. Yeah. Next assumption. Um, they care a lot about their popularity status. No, I feel like popularity status is such an interesting phrase. I feel like that's like a very American high school type yeah. thing. I think they care more about like their engagement. Right. And like the size of their audience versus like who's actually interacting with them. Would you say that now though their like engagement and following technically is their popularity status yeah but i think it also depends on the type of creator because there are some people who have hundreds and thousands of followers that you have absolutely no idea Mm. who they are and have never heard of them because they're the top in that one specific niche right and also like different countries and stuff like that yeah but then there's also youtubers like emma chamberlain and olivia neal and stuff who are like the top of the top that you can yeah. say their name and most people will be like, really? yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I guess I would classify popularity statuses as, like, household names. Like, Saffron yeah. Barker being on Strictly and all the TV show works and stuff that she does mm-hmm. out with of her social platforms, mm-hmm. like... That's a popularity. That's a popularity status. But if someone had the same amount of followers of her, you might still have never heard of them before. Yeah, that's be true. like, who is this? So... I, I guess it depends on, like, the circle that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, side note, met Saffron Barker the other week. You were fangirling. I was absolutely fangirling, and I was trying so hard not to show it. 
Yeah, I think it, it. I think it depends, but I don't think. It, what was the question? The influencers base their. Do they care about popularity status? I I think it depends or on the type of person because yeah. there are clout chasers and people that's that were like thing. hop around. So that's another question. Like, well, assumption slash question. So they kind of phrased it more as a question. They said, "How do you know you're making real connections with people, and they're not just using you for clout?" You don't. You don't. Because some people do base their followers on their popularity status mm-hmm. and then we'll jump around from like person to person or friendship group to friendship to, group like who's doing to well see, yeah to see who's yeah. doing well and try and get more popularity but i feel like the people that think like that anyways don't ever really do that successful because do you think? yeah i like i can name a handful of people that i know are like that and yeah they might have some followers right but they're not relevant they're yeah, not right the top talent you know, they're like, yeah. they've climbed their way up to where they are, but that's as far as it could take them. Mm. Yeah, because if they're not... I think the thing is, like, if you're not going to grow organically alone, there's only so far you can go jumping on someone That is exactly back. what I mean. Your organic growth and, like, true audience that People you have. People have to like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just because you're friends someday. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, it can only get you so far. So, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, like, 50-50. Like, half of the people do base their popularity mm-hmm. on their followers' count and status, but then the they don't really get really far. No. And the other people that don't usually have the passion for, like, what they create and yeah. do and get a lot further because people like them. Do you know, it must be really, like, scary as being very well-known, either a guy or, like, woman, whatever, and having, like, romantic love interests try and pursue you yeah and you're like does this person actually like me or do they just want to jump on the back of my because that could be really like i think friendships that's one thing but like relationships like yeah. imagine someone is just like using you to like... see i think a friendship would hurt even more really yeah I don't but maybe know. that's because i'm in a long-term relationship so i don't even think about that yeah it sort of reminds me of how season one of Love Island, Australia, how Taylor and Grant won, and then it came out that he had a girlfriend and he went on the show just for well, fame and money and success. A and lot then of people have, like, even, he, like, from here. He made Taylor his that. girlfriend. and then Taylor. She, Taylor. The one that supposedly looks like me. Yeah. Right. And then when they won and came out, it came out that he had a girlfriend mm. and she dumped him and he, he's been with her since. Is he with a girlfriend since? Yeah, over four years. Like, I think they're engaged. I haven't watched this, but I was looking this girl Taylor up because the first person to tell me that I looked like her was when I was in high school with yeah. my RE teacher. She was like, you look like this girl. And I was like, We have no, very similar features. We, I don't look like anything like her if you want to go and look her up. Maybe like when I, maybe when she doesn't have makeup on. Anyway, did she go out with someone else that was also on the show? Yes. Right, okay. That's don't. Has that happened? Oh, no, um, nah, it's not happened for the same season, actually. But that's, like, I've heard well, that. Well, it happened with, like, Maura and. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it Chris? Chris. Yeah. I forgot about that. Because she was with Curtis and then. I honestly Chris think and... that is, like, the best. What's the word? You know how it was, like, tomorrow night. Yeah. I butchered that, but anyway. <laughs> the best one was when Maura was describing Curtis. Did you remember that? And she was like, he's just so manly. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, he's not. <laughs> this is funny. 
Mikey, Ava's fiance, just said, assumptions about influencers, they make you lie under cars and climb up lampposts to get the right angle. <laughs> Ava's just been exposed. Which, Ava, we are going to have Ava on soon. But yeah, I mean, I don't think people really know if people are making real connections or if they're being used just for clout. Yeah, I, I feel like, but I feel like you could say that in any industry, any type of like job field or life scenario. You never yeah. know if someone that comes into your life is actually authentic or not. Yeah. Another assumption. I feel like there's too many Molly Mae wannabes. Nobody's really original besides a small few. Someone else then said, I feel like this is more of an opinion. I feel like there are a lot of influencers working with big brands whose content should be up to par rather than just a picture in their house. So I think the basic assumption is that Molly May has almost influenced an entire generation, generation to, try and to be... try and be an influencer I... and has kind of normalised the sort of like chill influencer. Yeah, because this is the thing. I don't think Mo- like Molly May is amazing. I think she is. Mm-hmm. I She's think absolutely. her, I absolutely love her, Molly May Stan over here. Mm-hmm. I think she created fashion content and YouTube vlogs and stuff mm-hmm. before she went in. Yeah. She's continued doing that, but yeah. her, the entire time from before Love Island mm-hmm. to now, mm-hmm. she has had a very much more chatty, chill Yeah content style so she's she is an influencer she is not a content creator yeah she's not a she is not a content creator she is an influencer yeah people watch her videos and follow her because they are interested in her life and her as a person and her content has always been like that like vlogs and hauls Mm -hmm. and she influences people to buy certain clothing and things like that and i think so many people saw her success and then went i could do that i want to be like that and they get into it thinking that they're going to be a content creator when in reality they're just trying to be the next big influencer. Yeah. And Which there's nothing wrong with that. I, I definitely can see how there's like a whole group of people just thinking that they are going to have hundreds and thousands of followers and mm-hmm. take the same photo in the same spot of their house in the yeah. different little dresses and outfits. Yeah. With not any real creativity. It's not me like hating or shading anyone for doing this. No. But there are so many accounts I see that look the same as each other. There's yeah. no like individuality between them all. And it it's not lazy in a sense of like that person was saying, just taking photos in their, their house. But it's like yeah. they're obviously not passionate about creating interesting content. Yeah. It's more of they, they want to be a personality and want mm-hmm. to to do that. And it's like you know when you'd come out of school and there's some people that would have like ten to 20,000 followers? Yeah. There's so many people in Edinburgh like that and I'm like, I've never even heard of this person. I don't know who mm-hmm. they are. And it's it's just it's from school. They just yeah. got lots of followers when they're in school. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that to happen to me at school. That's, that is how... That's, like, when I left school, I had 6,000 followers. Yeah. Well, there's like <laughs> there's so many in Edinburgh. I don't know if it's like that because it was not yeah. like that in Aberdeen right, at it all. Is absolutely but like it's that. so yeah, yeah. in Edinburgh. I don't even know Glasgow. Well, Chloe, when Chloe Freer, like, she spoke about this when she left school. She had twenty thousand followers, I'm sure. And she wasn't like trying. No, she wasn't like trying. She was to just be an posting. Yeah, she was just an it girl. So like between Edinburgh <laughs> and Glasgow, there's a lot of girls that just got followers yeah. f- because they're pretty. pretty. Yeah. yeah. See if we're thinking about like me and you for a second. Mm-hmm. 
do you think we're like that in a sense or not really like what do you think we're quite like i feel like we go for more influencer than content creator would you disagree i feel like i go for a content creator on youtube tiktok and youtube yeah and instagram instagram i don't have a strategy for my like i've said this so many times I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. I love going on. I love seeing other people's photos. I love saving posts. I love yeah. following accounts. But my Instagram, I'm not trying to be a content creator. I'm just posting my life. I'm yeah. just posting me and my life. Like, it's like a photo album for me. My content that I'm passionate about and, like, edit and my a hobby and all that, that's YouTube. Yeah. So I would say for Instagram, no. Yeah. I just think that because I feel like our Instagrams are a lot more, like, showing behind the scenes of our lives but then like I see content creators and I'm like oh you're so cool but I yeah. don't have the time to do that <laughs> but it's like I, I I feel like if I want to get up and make a really cool reel with some it. Instagram content I'll do that yeah am I wanting to be a full-time influencer no right would you not want to do that no not on Instagram I'd love not to do Instagram. it for YouTube YouTube yeah not for Instagram Instagram is my fun platform I, I don't want to be a full-time influencer on Instagram. But would you want to be a full-time YouTuber given the opportunity? Yes. Really? I love YouTube. Yeah. I was a full-time YouTuber. I, know, I was a full-time YouTuber for five years. Yeah. I loved it. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my content anymore mm-hmm. and then sort of fell out of love with it but I'm, it's my hobby again now. I don't know. I feel like managing people is is just like it feels, it sounds so, like, it sounds really bad, but it feels like work. Whereas, if I was lying in bed, right, and say I had nothing to do, like, getting out of bed to do emails, this is so, like, so weird. I would rather get out of bed to, like, go and do emails than go and, like, sometimes I get overwhelmed with I, trying to create content. I know what, what you I'm mean. To say. I feel like, especially when you're, like, a full-time content creator, there's nothing really holding you accountable mm-hmm. or giving you a reason yeah, to get up really in the is. morning and make yeah. content. Like, unless you have that passion and that drive behind yeah. you already, it can be very challenging. And I know, like, it's an easy job in comparison to, like, so many yeah. others. But there is that element, whereas, like, I love managing talent. Yeah. I know that I have ten people relying on me for That's their the, income. It's the, it's the fact there's people relying on you, I like, think. Like, it, it does feel more like a legit job. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that personally mm. because then it still allows me to be creative and not have that added pressure or stress on my own personal socials. Yeah. Like, I don't think that I would ever not be a talent manager. Yeah. I forever want... I can see myself doing talent management forever. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do socials on the side. That's... Yeah, that's how I feel. But I, I love talent management. Mm-hmm. It's a job. Yeah. But I love it. I think that... It doesn't feel like work. But I sort of think, like, I would maybe want to do, like, more stuff on the side. The average millionaire has five different streams of income. Yeah. And I think when you're self-employed, mm-hmm. which I will also go into in the next episode, yeah, um, you need to have more than one stream of income because, as we said at the start of this episode, mm-hmm. when you're an influencer, you can make £100 one month and a 1000 in the next day. Like... It's so varied. Yeah. You don't have that security and stability mm-hmm. of a a contracted job. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the next couple of assumptions are about us. Okay. 
The first assumption is about me, which this is funny. Eva is the loud one on a night out and another similar assumption is Eva is wild. <laughs> I just have to say like no. <laughs> we've we've not been on a night out like just, like the two of us or like no. with a small but group like, of people like an actual night out. Like we've been out So before. I can't sit <laughs> yeah. here and be like Eva's no, not I'm wild. Not. But I am I am the wild one. Yeah. I am the us. loud one. Which, like, we were speaking about before we started recording. In my YouTube videos and on social media, I come across very calm and, like, yeah. a bit quiet and... But... I'm the opposite in person. Yeah. Once you get to, like, once you start talking... We've, we've talked about this before. How yeah. you do that thing where you sit silently for, like, five minutes and then you're, like, you, yeah, you literally like if, just... <laughs> if someone's speaking to me and if it's just, like, a meeting high and by... Mm-hmm. Or you're just seeing me on my social media, mm-hmm. so you're watching my videos or TikToks. I am a more relaxed, reserved person. Yeah. But, like, in reality, I'm fucking wild. Yeah, compared to me. Yeah. Like, I was actually listening to Holly's podcast, Holly Mills with Beth, right? And she was saying, so me and Holly grew up together, as in, like, we went to school together. Well, we still are really good friends, but, like, we were in the same friend group, right? And she was basically saying, it was like a similar question about like nights out and stuff. And Holly was like, I honestly would say I was more wild when I was 16 than I am now. And that's like you. And I would absolutely agree with that. Like, I never was wild in the sense, like, I've never been a big drinker. But I think when I was younger, I was always on like medication for my skin. Yeah. Like, relaxing, I couldn't drink for like a year. So I I wasn't wild in that sense. But when I think about some of the things that our situations we were in, when we were younger like it's it's they're not really bad they're just like funny do you know what i mean no like if you knew me between the ages of like 18 and 21 i was a party girl i i'm calm now yeah i'm like a mum now but see to be fair like see when we were in london Mm-hmm. So obviously Sophie was there, right? You She's another were one. Wild in <laughs> so when I wasn't wild, no, not compared to me. Yeah, no, this is hilarious. I'm saying like my definition of being like wow, even London was wild. It's because she actually had a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you actually had a drink, which we love not drinking. Yeah, we we don't need. I'm to always have a designated to driver. The yeah, last why? But it's like we don't need to drink. No. But, like, so many events and stuff that where everyone else goes wild or, like, lets mm-hmm. loose, you don't. So, no. for you to, like, have a cocktail so, or two and get involved, everyone was like, ooh, Eva! <laughs> so, when we were at the Opali event, it was sponsored by Whitley Neal, right? And Love the Neal raspberry gin, gin. Oh, was so nice. And I was delicious. just drinking, it's like, this is so nice. And I was like, three, like, for me, like, to have three drinks yeah. and they were quite strong they were very strong i was like whoa hold on a minute i was like oh, oh dear but it's it's i would have said that yeah you were wild at the opal event because usually like, when we went to the plt festival you weren't drinking i was like going up to people that i didn't know and chatting like networking yeah. and all that and whenever we saw someone or an influencer or celebrity that you knew mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gone up to them no. but here like you were meeting saffron like you were... <laughs> I'm gonna do that more often. It's like, yeah, like courage. you. Yeah, that's literally what it was. Yeah. So you were just like socializing no more. No fear. Yeah. So it was like, ooh, Eva's out the down. Well, I was like, like usually I'm like after an event, I'm like, yeah, let's go home, let's get a McDonald's. <laughs> like, 
I was like, right. let's go to the club. <laughs> what club are we going to, guys? Yeah, but no, I'm not wild at all. Like, I mean, the definition of either being wild is having a cocktail or two, so I would say that... No. No, you aren't wild. Assumption you're both so knowledgeable. I'd <laughs> say more than, like, the average... I'd say more than the average person, yeah. But that's only because we've been in... Like, I'm not knowledgeable about history or planes or trains like Cammy is. He knows yeah. everything about the most, to me, useless things. I'm not knowledgeable on everything... When it comes to, like, the industry, yeah, because that's my job. Mm-hmm. I'm a knowledgeable person yeah. on talent management and influencers and stuff because I've been doing <laughs> yeah. this for a long time. many, many years. What do you think are other things that we're not knowledgeable about that isn't the industry? What do you think that is in the industry? that isn't the industry? Like, the industry we work in? Your degree. My degree's business. It was politics, but... Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, you were doing politics. I know nothing about politics. Right. Another assumption Eva's going to have a McCrispy after this. I'm so jealous because I'm already hungry. I'm starving right now. That piece of toast did not tie me over. No, I had avocado on toast at like 12 and I'm literally sitting here starving. Guys, it's 5pm when we're recording this and I've only only had two pieces of toast today. It's not a good influence. No, this is is bad. Yeah. This might surprise me, but right now I would say that there's no chicken burger from McDonald's that's nice. No, you're going to go and have them at Crispy. And it's I'm gonna be like, so <laughs> good. I don't know if I've just hyped it up so much now that you're going to be like, this is disappointing. I'm really excited to eat it because I'm actually really quite hungry. Well, this has been a very chatty episode. It has. It has been very chatty. But yeah, if you listen to this, make sure that you upload a screenshot of you listening. Because I think that really seems to... It's really nice. A lot of people have actually been sending us really nice just like messages. I've seen a lot of people just randomly post that they're listening and I'm I'm just like oh that's really nice I didn't even know you knew who I was yeah (laughs) so So, shout out to everyone that's watching and that shares on the socials when they listen we love seeing this okay well Eva's gonna go and get her McCrispy now and we'll see you guys in the next episode next Monday yeah bye guys bye bye